Let's just pray. Father, we just thank you that we can come to you through Jesus' Son and we can give you glory for the things that you have done for us. And we thank you that you're at the very centre of this place this morning and we ask, Lord, that you would accept our praise and our thanksgiving for Jesus. And we just pray that you would be with us this morning, Lord, in a special way, that your Holy Spirit would be powerful in this place and that we would not leave the same way as we came in, but that you would speak to us in whatever way we need spoken to, Lord. We all have different needs this morning. We're all in different places in life, like the seasons. And we pray, Father, that you would just minister to our spirits this morning, Father. And we just thank you for Pam. And we just thank you that she's come along to us this morning. And we just pray, Father, that you would fill her with yourself, that she would speak your words, Father, and that we would be blessed. For we ask these things in the Saviour's name. Amen. Amen. So I'm just going to hand over to Pam now for the first session. It's great to be with you, ladies, this morning. And I think we've got kind of two sessions with a coffee break. And um, some of you did hear part of what I'm about to teach at Kirky Baptist at Flourish. But I actually only did a small part of it actually that day. Um, So it's just great to be here. I just want to bless this church. I got quite excited as I parked my car, you know, as I drove into Moody's Burn. I was saying to Sheila, I hadn't been here since I was back at school. And I used to run cross-country running. And I think there must have been a school. Is there a high school nearby? Christon. And I think um, we used to have cross-country running meetings and I can remember coming over and thinking where is Moody's Burn? Now I only grew up in Blantyre so it's not that far away <laughs> um, and I now live in Cambus Lang so I've not travelled very far in my life. I've tried to get out of Glasgow a number of times but it's not happened so I'm stuck here. I just want to tell you a little bit about myself today. Um, probably the most important thing that you need to know about me is that I love Jesus. Um, it's not about credentials, about uh, who I am or really what I do, but I th- sometimes that just puts people at ease a wee bit, doesn't it? So I'll, I'll share a wee bit of my story and then we'll get right into Seasons for Growth. Um, I came to faith at age 15 through the work and the ministry of Scripture Union Scotland. So I know Elaine Duncan from when she was there before and if I wasn't free, or if I was free, is it the 12th of December? I've got something on that night I think I would come along because Elaine's a good friend of mine. Um, and I, yeah, I met someone in my school when I was at secondary who was a Christian teacher who it was really how she taught and the atmosphere and the climate she created in her classroom. I thought there's something about this teacher that's different. And she also ran the SU group within the school. So I went along to that and I kind of went along with lots of questions. Not from a, a Christian home at all, um, although my mum did take me to Sunday school when I was little in the Church of Scotland, um, and she did a bit, and then when I got into the big Sunday school, she kind of, kind of kicked me out in the morning. Um, so I came to faith and a, a real sense of knowing Jesus for myself when I was age 15. And then I went to university, and um, I studied to be a teacher. And then I met my husband eh, just as I was about to finish my studies. And he had just done a a degree in economics and he was going on to do a theology degree. And I thought, oh, I wonder how this is all going to work out. (laughs) 
and uh, he studied for a few years. He was a student actually when we were first married. We're, I'm married 21 years. Um, so, and then he actually, when he finished his degree, didn't do anything with theology and I continued to teach and he went in and he lectured in music technology and all sorts of things. He did lots of jobs and eventually he worked, he ended up in Scripture Union, hence the connection with Elaine Duncan and lots of other people there. And then in about 2008, um, actually before that, 2005, uh, we just kept serving God and following God. And, and in 2005, by that point, I was quite highly promoted with primary schools. I was a deputy um, in a school in Mount Vernon where I worked and uh, I loved my job. And I started to embark on a qualification to become a head teacher because I thought that's where I was going. And as I was doing it, I was just like, I was dragging my feet. And it was, have you ever done anything? You kind of know in the rational and in the natural, it's what you should be doing. But then when you start to do it, it's like you've got leg boots on. And it's like you're wading through treacle. And something that I thought was going to be very easy for me, and should have been very easy for me in paper, I found it really difficult. I found it really difficult getting the ACs in. So halfway through it, I chucked it. <laughs> I just thought, I don't think I'm meant to be doing this. And then I had a period of illness in my life and um, I had some time off work, which was a bit of a culture shock for me because I didn't do sickness. I didn't do time off work. You know, you got up out of your bed in the morning and you went to work. And it was through that period of time, actually, that what I'm about to share with you this morning, um, God really gave me into my life and showed me that he was transitioning me out of teaching. So I... Eventually then went back and I became a part-time deputy head, which is unheard of, in senior management. And I moved schools to the, east, uh, the south side of the city. And I started to do bits and pieces at that point in my home church. So Neil and I had gone to Queen's Park Baptist Church not long after we got married in 1992. And I started to do bits and pieces. And then in 2008, Neil left SU. And it literally was like walking off the map. We didn't know what we were doing. And he set up a little IT business. And then in 2009, um, the church actually called us to be part of the pastoral team. So we're in this lovely, unique situation of now being on the pastoral staff team of our church, where we've kind of grown up and thrown our toys out the pram and people have seen all the good and the bad and the ugly about Pam and Neil Fulton. So uh, that's where we're at and uh, the, the reference to the East Newark is um, I actually met my husband on an SU beach mission when we were serving in Ely, which is a lovely little place near where Sheila loves called Crail. And this was a gift that he gave me last Christmas, my husband, and it's a little map of Ely. And he's in Romania this week. And he gets home tonight. Um, he's away there. We have a link with Romania. We take teams out there and we work with the Roma, the Gypsy people out there. We work with a lovely Christian couple who are seeking to reach out. The Roma are really despised and rejected in that environment. And um, we go out and we build houses. We educate them. We share the love of Jesus. We share the gospel. And he's been out there this week with a team of uh, 16 guys. But he's coming home tonight, which is great. So I put that on to remind myself of him this morning. So it'll be good that he comes back. Seasons for growth. Now, I've brought you all a handout because I, I, I forgot to check with you if we had PowerPoint and all that. And I could have brought all that. But actually, I want this to be quite interactive, okay? So 
I want you to be able to reflect things back to me. I don't want you to necessarily think of this as a Sunday teach. I will teach from the Bible, but sometimes I'll get you to talk to people beside you, if that's okay. I might sometimes get you to think and pray on your own. Is that okay? Because I'm expecting that you're here maybe to encounter God this morning and for him to speak to you. Okay, so he certainly wants to meet with you and he wants to speak to you. I'm going to give these out and... um, you've got a pen you might want to take notes if you're not a notes person just sit and listen okay this is crackling a little bit do you want me to take my pendant off Nicola yeah that's fine let me just get myself sorted here that's fine I'll take my scarf off too that can sometimes get in the way that's me you want to put me back on Okay, alright. So the first, we've entitled this seminar, um, when Sheila spoke to me, what could we call it? The Four Seasons, Seasons for Growth. But God started to speak to me um, way back in 2004, 2005. And it all came about one Sunday when somebody said to me in church, How are you, Pam? And what do you think I said? I'm fine and actually inside I was not fine I was not fine how often do we do that though when we interact even you might have done it this morning as you came in and you had your tea and your croissant and your coffee you might have said I'm fine and I suppose this morning my prayer for you is that you will take a little bit of a just a wee inner check up am I really fine or am I not fine and I hope by the end of the morning you will realise whether you're fine or not God loves you and he's doing something in your life and actually when we come together in seminars like this and through the ministry of heart and soul and through the church here at New Beginnings or your own church wherever you're from or your own community groups or your faith groups wherever you meet we actually need to have an awareness of where we're at and we also need to have an awareness of where we're at with each other The other reason God brought this up for me was depending on where I am at is I can connect with God in different ways depending on where I'm at. Okay, so this morning Graham led us in some fantastic worship and for those of you who maybe weren't feeling so well or so fine, getting into worship sometimes can be difficult and again that's okay, that's about recognising where I'm at. And understanding that each of us in this room are completely unique and different. I mean, we are are so different. We're all women. Some of us maybe, you know, have the same hair colour. Some of us have got a scarf on today. Some of us have got earrings. Some of us have got jewellery. But actually, we have been made unique and different from one another. So through different things, at different times, God will speak to us. We're going to do a little study um, on the seasons this morning. And the first picture I put up there is actually, you know when you cut a tree and you go right through the trunk and you see the tree rings? These are actually called tree rings or growth rings. And if you studied trees, you would know that every single year in the life of a tree, a ring is formed around the bark, okay, in that trunk. And one ring 
for every year. And I have to tell you, 2013 has not been a great year for me. <laughs> I've actually found 2013 to be quite a difficult year. I think there's somebody over here looking for a pen. Somebody over here. Okay. 2013. Who else has had quite a difficult, a challenging year? Is anyone else? Okay, who's had a great year? <laughs> we'll get prayer from you later. <laughs> I'm kind of, it's October and I'm already looking forward to 2014. But sometimes we have that, don't we? We have good years and we have not so good years. We have good seasons and we have not so good seasons. We're going to begin in Ecclesiastes 3. Let's look at that first this morning in the Old Testament. And I'm going to look at these scriptures briefly. If you want to do a study, that's why you've got notes. You could look at the whole of Ecclesiastes 3. We're going to read down to uh, verse 8. End of verse 8. Okay? Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones, a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. So there's lots of contrasts in our life. This week in my job in pastoral ministry, there's been a baby born in the life of our church and a beautiful Christian lady died yesterday. A time to be born and a time to die. And these are the contrasts. So there we have two families in the one community of faith going through different seasons. Okay, and it's how we live that out together, how we appreciate one another and how we interact with one another. A time to plant and a time to uproot. Sometimes it's absolutely right to put a stake in the ground and say, we're going for this, I'm going for this. And then sometimes it's right just to say, no, actually, time's up there. That friendship, that relationship, I need to uproot myself. So the Bible clearly teaches there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. And it's about us recognising the seasons and the times that we're in with God. And do you know what I've noticed about us? I've noticed sometimes that, well, God says that we're sheep, doesn't he? He says that my sheep hear my voice and they know me by name. Sometimes we go around in packs. And so, for instance, this morning, Sheila could be in a completely different season from me. But I might be looking at Sheila and going, oh, you know, I should be like Sheila, I should be over where she is. She's in a season of planting, or she's in a season where she's given lots. But actually, I might be over here and I might be saying, I need to rest. I need to actually lie down in green pastures and rest. God's speaking to me. I've been too busy. 
and we compare ourselves to one another. And this morning's a time to check what is God saying to me about my season? Okay, what is God saying to me? And I want us to go from this place today with courage and confidence that we've heard the Holy Spirit whisper to us and confirm. And as I unpack these seasons and what God's shown me through them, some of us that are in a winter season are desperate to get out of the winter. But sometimes God keeps us in there a wee bit longer just so that we learn everything we need to learn. Okay? And isn't it a pain in the neck when somebody beside you is in a blaze of summer and everything's going peachy in their lives? And you look on and you go, oh God, I wish I could be over there. But I know you're doing something deep in my life. So first of all, I know you're here today with friends. But I just want to pray that God will speak uniquely to your heart and into where you're at so that you will have understanding. So that as you go from here today and then you start interacting with your family, your friends, people in your community, that you say, that's okay where you're at. This is where I'm at. And then you might even be able to say, well, where are, where, where are we at as a season in New Beginnings Church? You see, there's a corporate season and there's a personal season. Okay, so let me just pray. Father, I just thank you so much that you are utterly committed to our growth and development as your children. You love us. And Father, today I pray that you would speak to every heart and every mind in this place. I pray you would bring comfort, you would bring affirmation, you would bring confirmation of the season that we are in with you. And we know, God, that when you come into our lives in a season, that it's for our growth. So we choose today not to resist your touch, not to resist your voice, not to harden our hearts, but to hear from you. And Father, thank you today that we're here as part of a group. Thank you for this wonderful ministry here and this church. But I pray that you would speak into every heart. Every heart, whatever situation, whatever faith group or community each of these ladies is from, Lord, that you would speak directly to their hearts today. And Lord, would you protect us and prevent us from doing any comparisons with one another. I pray today that we would be kind and gentle to one another as we share. That we wouldn't be envious. That we would be able to come alongside today. We'd be able to rejoice with those who are rejoicing in a blaze of summer. And we would mourn and be alongside those who are maybe going through a difficult season. So Father, just come. Speak. Holy Spirit, we want to hear your voice. Amen. Amen. So there's a time and a season for everything under heaven. Then we're going to look at Psalm 1. Psalm 1, the very first of the Psalms. And of course David in the Psalms was in very many different seasons, wasn't he? There's laments in there, there's songs of worship and praise. You know, some of the laments and what he shouts out about his enemies to God, it's just fantastic. If you're having a bad day, get into them. Psalm 1, he says this, Blessed is the man who dwells not and does not walk, sorry, in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree 
planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. So there's something again about us stepping away from the counsel of the wicked and not standing in the way of sinners or in sitting in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And it says of your life and of my life that if we do that, we will be like a tree planted by the river, the river of life. That's God who nourishes us and sustains us and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. I want some of that. And then in Song of Songs, somebody can find that for me because I was... nice to have a different voice anyway Song of Songs chapter 2 10 to 13 could like to declare that out chapter 2 Thank you so much. And today as well as affirming and maybe confirming the season you're in, I believe God is also going to say to some people, arise. Today's going to be a transition. Some of you are going to say, I'm transitioning out of one season into another. And it's like God is saying to some of you this morning, the winter is past. The rains are over and gone. Flowers are going to appear on the earth. The season of singing has come and the cooing of doves is heard in our land. The second picture that I've got there on your notes is a picture of the four trees. And it's the four trees, well it's the same tree, but it's the same tree in four seasons. Spring, summer, autumn and winter. And I've put there in your notes that I want you to remember today that whatever you discover about where you're at, there's actually growth in every season of your soul. Okay? There's growth in spring, growth in summer, growth in autumn and growth in winter. It just looks different. Okay? So there's growth in every season. We're going to be talking a bit, when we unpack these seasons, about hiddenness with God and manifestation. Okay? So... Have you ever looked at someone before or you've maybe not seen them for a little while and they've changed? Has that ever happened to you? You bump into somebody and you think something's going on with them. They've really changed. Okay? But the work of God, the secret work of God, the things that have been going on in their lives are hidden. How many of you have got a friend that when you meet them they want to tell you everything everything that God's been doing in their life or exactly where they're at yeah okay and actually there are some things that are secret and hidden 
that God does in the hidden and the secret places and seasons in our life. And they're hidden and they're secret because that's what God wants to do. They're just between him and us. Okay? You're looking at me as if I may mess up. But have you ever noticed you have a change of attitude or a friend has a change of attitude or something changes in the person and you don't quite know how that's happened? But it's happened gradually over time. It's happened as we've attended to our heart, to our soul, as we've nourished it with the word of God, as we've worshipped him, as we've been faithful in the small things. And it's like a hidden work happens and suddenly we're transformed and a little bit more of Jesus' character and life appears in us. It is amazing. It's called transformation, but it happens in the hidden place. Okay? So in these seasons that we're describing this morning, sometimes they're seasons of hiddenness. And some of us sometimes even feel hidden. Have you also ever had the experience where you walk into a room and nobody nobody comes up and speaks to you? It's like you're invisible. Nobody phones you. Nobody sends you a card. It's like when you connect with people, you don't go to a depth. It's like, I'm invisible. And that's because God's wanting us to push away, maybe from the way we would normally connect with people and connect with him and actually get into that hidden, that secret place. Okay? There can be other reasons why we feel when we walk into a room, people are ignoring us, but we'll come to that later. But sometimes it's because we're just wanting to connect with God and he wants to connect with us. The manifestation, on the other hand, is when everything is out there in the open and it's quite visible and clear to the eye, the natural eye and the spiritual eye, that there's growth. And you see, this is where comparison and judgment come in because I could look at Moira and go, there's not much going on there. You know, is is Moira really growing in her relationship with God? I'm picking a Moira because I know Moira. And then I might look at Kathy and I go, oh, look at Kathy. I mean, she's like really growing in her faith. and It's so visible, it's so tangible, it's so real. And we start to judge. And you see, actually, what's going on with Moira is it's as powerful and potent. It's just more hidden. Do you get it? Okay. And I am married. I'm an extrovert. I hope you've worked that out. I'm married to an introvert. In fact, God really does have a sense of humour because Neil and I couldn't be more opposite. I, I am constantly amazed at the hidden things that, that God does in Neil's life. And it's given me an appreciation of people who are introverted in the church who maybe don't tell everybody, wait to tell you what God was doing this week and did you see that? Because we can look out even over a gathering, even in worship and think, well, what's going on with them? hidden things, the deep things of God, okay very very deep things, that's not just confined to your personality type extroverts can encounter God in that way too but people who are quieter and gentler just seem to be able to press in, it comes easy to them they have a way of connecting with God so we need to watch, we don't judge, we don't compare and we just let God be with us in the season that we are in And the wisdom and the understanding that we can get from God. As a church right now, we're going through 1 Corinthians, and I'm preaching on that tomorrow in 1 Corinthians 3, but the first two chapters are all about human wisdom and God's wisdom. 
heavenly wisdom. And you see the church at Corinth thought they had it all together. They, they were really spiritual. They were speaking in tongues. They were operating the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But they were actually without love. You know that passage, that famous one, 1 Corinthians 13? But they were also seeking to try and build the church and preach and teach from a place of human wisdom. And Paul had to come to them and say, come on guys, it's about God's wisdom. So there's a secret wisdom, there's God's wisdom that we need to get this morning and there's an understanding that comes from him. Just turn to the person beside you and tell them in the natural, okay? So right now we're in autumn, aren't we? It's raining outside. The leaves are turning. What is your favourite season in the natural? Okay, which one do you enjoy? Which one is your, you know, you get excited when you take the wardrobe out and you think, oh yes, I can wear my summer clothes or, oh yes, I can put all my woolly jumpers on. Whatever it is, or I can go out walking or... Just share quickly with the person beside you which season you really love to live in and be in. And make sure you tell them what you appreciate appreciate about it, what you value about it, what you love about it. <laughs> Okay, how many of you love the spring? It's my favourite. It's also when my birthday is. I love it. March, I get quite excited. It always leads up to Easter. It's good. Summer? What a summer did we have this summer, eh? Wasn't it good? Autumn. Yeah. Autumn. Moira, why do you love the autumn? I just love it. You just love it? Is there anything, but is it the colour? It's the colour, but it's always, if you're outside, it's just... Peacefulness, you know, it's mm-hmm. just lovely. So it's lovely crisp days where it's cold but the sun's shining. Mm-hmm. And winter. Okay, that's all right, yeah. Winter. Why, why do you love winter, can I? I'm sorry, you said crisp, but actually I think winter mornings when it's crisp and dry. The evenings when you're all huddled up as a family in the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for all of us, there's probably aspects of each season that we like but we have one maybe where we become more alive okay where we're kind of some people actually disappear in the winter don't they you don't see them it's like they do they hibernate don't they do you hibernate do you just come back out in the spring it's good it's great absolutely That's good. Thanks for sharing, ladies. So we're going to look at the first. We're going to start with summer. Okay, so that's the third slide at the bottom of your first sheet. The summer season, what does that look like in your life and in my life? Well, the summer season is a time, it's one of the seasons of manifestation. It's a time of blessing. 
Okay? So it's a, a season where things are, you know, like a knife going through nice soft butter. <laughs> Everything's really easy. You know, it's like, oh yeah, everything, you know, you're, you're paying for a parking space and it happens, you know. You're paying for that PPI to come in and it comes in. All of that stuff, it's so easy. It's like unmerited favour and blessing. And we can all identify who's had a season like that. I've had seasons like that. Who would like a season like that? <laughs> okay, a time of blessing. And sometimes actually, this morning I hope as well, you know, we've just shared there which natural season we love. I really want you to see that I want us to go away today being grateful to God because he poured every good thing that you've got in your life is from him whether you know him or not personally every single good thing in our lives is from him and we really need to build gratefulness and thankfulness into our lives every blessing he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing every good thing Okay, your car that got you here the seat you're sitting on the croissant the fact we're able to meet. There's people in countries can't meet like this to talk about Jesus. Every blessing. So we're in a time of blessing in the summer. The tangible sense of God's presence is evident. Okay? It's like his presence is so thick. So in your own devotional life, in your own personal study, as you're walking around, in worship, within church, you can actually tangibly feel him and experience him. So entering into worship is easy. The words in the songs, you know, you don't have any of those thoughts. I don't know if I believe that or that's not what I'm experiencing right now, which can happen in other seasons. And we'll come to that. But it's like everything about you wants to worship. You're so conscious of his blessing and his presence. So you're, you are like a summer tree. You're like that cherry blossom. It's just out there on display for everyone to see and beauty is evident now I'm going to make it very clear this morning that beauty is actually evident in every season because if you look at the picture in the second slide just in the first page that tree is beautiful in the spring the summer the autumn and the winter and each of you are beautiful so it's not just the summer but it's the beautiful season and the time where God is um, beautifying us. There's a feeling of well-being. We might have spiritual energy, emotional energy, physical energy. There's that favour that I was talking about. There's the anointing and the gifting. Do you know how I described um, I had gone to do that qualification to become a head teacher? Part of the reason I knew God, I was on a route going this way and I knew that God... Part of the reason I knew God was moving me and maybe getting me to transition and just begin to adjust was the fact that what I thought I could do easily and what I would have been historically been able to do easily, God started to lift his anointing off it. So writing essays was becoming difficult for me. Reading, I love reading, I love writing essays. That was all becoming very difficult and I started to notice that and become aware of it and think, oh, maybe God is transitioning me here. I went and checked that out with a few people and I didn't just give up. But sometimes in a summer season, everything is easy. It's easy to lead worship. It's easy to lead a study. It's easy to be a mum. It's easy to work in the workplace. There's that, you know, you're cooking by gas. I'm made for this. This is me. I'm in my summer season. Okay?
and also it actually feels a bit effortless because you're so conscious of God's manifest presence with you through it. Alright? Who's in a summer season right now? Do we have anybody here that's in a summer season? Okay, can you think of someone in your life that's in a summer season? This applies to somebody whether they've, you know, they would make a faith commitment to Jesus. Somebody that has just really been successful and you know they're really going places right now. Can you can you think of someone? Yeah. yeah. Can you just describe them without telling us in terms of protecting their confidentiality? Well, I phoned her. I left it very late to tell her about this happening. Uh huh. And when I phoned her last night, she says, "Well, I'd love to come." She says, "But she says I'm actually packing for Uganda." And she was telling me all what. Sam, she goes roughly every two years, and oh, I mean, she was just on fire. So I really felt, although she, to be very honest with you, this person is always on fire. But <laughs> last night, but last night, you know, was wonderful. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. Uh huh. And as her friend, were you just able to? Appreciate. It sounds as if you very much were. You were able to appreciate where she was oh, and say, uh -huh. "Bless her, God." Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Uh -huh. So our personality. This the lady, the friend that this lady's describing. Her personality takes more to be kind of on fire all the time. Mm -hmm. But there was something about the way she was speaking. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we just bless. We bless your friend that's going to Uganda today. My sister just now is in a summer season in her life. Um, she has not long become a mum and she is, I mean, she is just, it's just beautiful. She is blossoming. She is loving life. She's learning to cook. I mean, normally she'd have just gone to Sainsbury's and bought ready-made meals. I spoke to her yesterday. She said, oh, I'm cooking such and such and such. That's pretty good. And Josh is doing this and doing this. It's just, it's a beautiful thing to see. Beautiful thing to see when somebody's in a summer season of their life and they're flourishing and the anointing of God. But we need to sometimes protect our own hearts, don't we? Because we go, oh, I wish I could be like that right now. Wish I, I wish I was where they were at. So the summer season of God, and these are wonderful, wonderful seasons. Let's go over the page to the autumn. Well, the autumn season of God, the tree's still there. But in autumn... As we're in just now in the natural, there's a transition. There can be a reaping of some things. There is harvest in the natural, isn't there? And there's a fruitfulness. But also in autumn, there is a stripping away of things in our lives. And I was thinking this morning as I was looking over my notes, I am probably in an autumn season right now. I think there are things in my life that have been stripped away. Things that have maybe been good things, good relationships, good thoughts. But God is saying to me, no, I want you to go deeper. As a church right now, we have been really challenged um, to transition. We're really trying to transition as a church from being very pastoral to being much more missional. And so there's a transition there that the church doesn't exist for me. The church actually exists for people out there who I don't know yet 
and who Jesus doesn't know yet. So there's a transition. So because I'm on the staff and I'm on the leadership, I think my personal and my corporate season are kind of lining up together. So there's a shaking. There's things maybe even that I used to think about God and about the church that God's saying, mm, Pam, you know, maybe it's time to let that one go. You're holding that a bit too tight. And he's shaking me a wee bit. And I have to say, most of the time I'm okay with it, but sometimes I feel a wee bit unsteady in my feet. And I need to centre myself and I need to say, God, I'm choosing today to live for you. In these seasons of transition, in an autumn season of our life, very often, I mean, at the core we never really change, okay? We're, we're created and we're made in his image and it's all about a journey of discovering who we are but sometimes in this transition of an autumn you can you almost begin to feel I'm a bit different from who I used to be and it's about giving yourself permission you know when people say to you oh that's Pam she's always been like that she's always on fire and it actually doesn't give you permission to be anything else. There's an expectation set up in your life. And right now, what I'm experiencing in my life is I've got some people kind of looking at me going, where's that Pam that we knew about five years ago? Now, I know what God's doing in my life is really good, and I'm trusting him, but it looks a bit different. Has anyone had that experience? Where God's changing you, and he's remodelling it, and he's refashioning it, and you don't know what the end product's going to look like, and it feels a bit messy, and a bit uncomfortable, and people who've known you for a long time can also start to get a bit, what's going on? And actually what you're just doing is you're transitioning. There's things being shaken off you. Old ways of thinking, believing, behaving. And I, I want to just say that I, I do think the church in Scotland is probably, if we were to pick a season, I think the church in Scotland's in an autumn season. We're being shaken. And by that, I mean the wider church, the whole church. Probably in the UK and the world, we're being shaken. There's things and there's ways of doing things that we have to actually let go of. And we need to let the Holy Spirit shake us a bit and strip things back. But with that, there's a vulnerability, which is why today I want us to be really kind and gentle and gracious to one another. Because we need permission to explore. We need permission to experiment. We don't need to... People out there that don't have a faith, don't know anything about Jesus, they're not looking for us to have all our answers all tied up. They just want us to be real with them. And some of them have got a bad opinion, a bad view of church because we have been so entrenched. This is what it looks like to love God. This is what it, this is what it looks like to be the church. And actually, if we were a wee bit more flexible, I don't mean flexible about the word of God, about his standards, his character, that stands. That's, that does not change. But we do have to be a bit more flexible. And that's what I feel is happening to me right now. A stripping, a shaking, a vulnerability. I want to read a poem to you that was given to me by a dear friend. This was written by a lady dying of cancer in 1992. This is Sandra's poem. Lord, Wednesday brought fierce winds. They made us cold. They blew the leaves off the trees. The last remaining apples fell. The leaves had already fallen. 
and were whipped up and raced around in confusing circles, tossed about only to fall again to the ground, but not to rest, but to be whipped up again with the next gust of wind. Lord, the garden was a mess. Leaves everywhere, cruelly scattered in uncertain piles, ready to scurry off at the next breath. breath. Lord, your Holy Spirit is described as a wind. But Lord, surely not cruel like this. Leaving debris all around, havoc. And then I looked up at the trees and I saw that they had been stripped bare of all that they did not need to survive the winter. And even now, because of the wind, the branches prepare for new growth in the spring. Lord, the wind seems cruel, but the leaves are now dead, and they return to the soil and they nurture it. Nothing is wasted in your plan. Lord, sometimes the church stands like a tree, with faded leaves and resist your spirit, your wind to move them. After all, these leaves have served her well in summer. But if she keeps them, then she cannot feed and nurture them. And they will fall eventually, but it might be too late for the renewing work of spring. Lord, we, your church, can be afraid of your spirit because part of his work is to cleanse and in becoming cleansed we may see our nakedness and we're not as wise as trees to see that nakedness will be clothed by you in new life Lord send your Holy Spirit a remarkable poem written by a lady who was dying at home of cancer on an autumn day and that's how we can feel we can feel as we come out of an autumn, we can feel quite naked and quite stripped. And we get into that season of hiddenness, which is the winter. You look at your winter picture there. Same tree, same little pathway, but the snow has appeared. God, in a winter season, can seem distant. After coffee break, we're going to think a little bit more about this, particularly if, if there are a few of you in a winter season, about how you connect. The first way that you can sometimes identify that you're in a winter season is the, the way that you've connected into God, whether it's in your daily devotional or um, through service or through worship, can start to feel there's a resistance. It's like you're not getting in. And if you're like me, you can start to think, God's left me. He's not listening to my prayers. But actually, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere at all. But he appears as if he is distant. We can question ourselves. We can question others. And we can question God. And uh, how many of you have ever done an Alpha course? Part of the reason I love Alpha is that People can come in Alpha and they can ask any question they like. And I always think it's a real challenge for teens in churches because you've not to rush in right away and say, well, actually, in Ephesians 3.20 it says this, when someone comes out with a question. You have to say things like, well, that's interesting. 
what do you think about that? And you don't need to have all of the answers on an alpha course. And actually, there's a lot of people who have questions about themselves, about God and about others. You can have faith in God, but still have some doubts. <coughs> you can be real about your faith and you can be real about your doubts. You can be real about the things where you're seeing breakthrough in your life. And you can also be real in the things that you're struggling in. And sometimes we just don't get there, do we? We're back to, I'm fine. I'm fine. Now, if you're in the deepest, darkest winter, and even if you're keeping up there, I'm fine, I'm fine, people who are perceptive and who are tuned into God will know that you are in a winter season. They will be the persistent friends who phone you up or put their hand on you and say, think about you, you're okay. I love friends like that. I want to be a friend like that to my friends that are going through a difficult time. I don't want to be the friend that takes them out for coffee and says, now this is what you need to do. Here's the points, one, two, three, to get through this. There's something about just being with people that is very healing and brings the presence of Jesus into a conversation. Ladies, we don't have to have all the answers. We just need to be with people. Okay? We just need to be with them. And I know that some of you right now are just... Just be thankful for the people who, if you've been in a winter or are in a winter right now, the people who are coming around you. And it's not the good words they're saying or the scriptures that they're, they're quoting you, which that's all great. But it's just the presence of Jesus ministering through them. Give thanks to God for them. There's stuff though going on under the surface of someone's life. I am absolutely amazed in what I do in pastoral ministry. The amount of people who enter into a winter season and they come and they phone me up or they text me or they come out for prayer on a Sunday and they want to get out of it as quickly as possible and I just smile and do you know what my prayer is? Lord I just bless what you're doing in their life I don't understand it and neither do they but I bless what you're doing in their life because if you look at that beautiful winter tree stripped naked there's no leaves there's not much going on but boy underneath the surface there's a lot going on. And it's true in my life that in a winter season, that's when God is depositing the pure gold, the treasure. Because it's in the winter season that we cry out to God in the night when we shout and we scream. And you're allowed to shout and scream at God, did you know that? You're allowed to say to him, what are you doing? When are you coming? How long, God? It's in those moments that he deposits character, perseverance, endurance, all those things. Okay, so our natural tendency in our humanity is to get out of these seasons as quickly as possible. Get me out of here fast. And if you're sitting in an autumn and you're thinking, I'm getting into a winter, thinking, oh no, I like a back. But actually God's got incredible things to deposit there's stuff going on under the surface 
It's a time of building. A time of building incredible things. God seems to take me in my life. I don't know if any of you can identify with this. I, I'm just sharing it and offering it. He seems to take me... Winter seasons for me are very often character seasons. Where he's doing something in my character that he just needs to sh- you know, hone up a little bit or... See, a wee bit of jaggy edge there, Pam, or, you know, a childhood wound there, or something from the past, or, and it's like he just takes time with me, and care, and tenderness, just to love me back to life in that area. So it's a character season. So very often our winter seasons, and what's going on in our character, and our very deep places within us, are the things that propel us into the next level of gifting. And I've just began to notice a pattern in my life that God takes me from a character season where he's dealing with really who I am in Christ and what I believe and who I am and how I'm interacting. And then he, he launches me out and he lets me use the gifts he's given me. And then before I get too big for my boots... He takes me right back into a character season. He says, let's come in a wee minute. Come into the harbour. Come into the safety. Let's look at that. And then, does a little bit more work. Time for you to go back out again. So, you may find in a winter season, around things like service. I'm uh, praying through an issue with a girl right now. Beautiful girl. And uh, extremely gifted. Prophetic girl, intercessor and she's been in a winter season for actually a few years now and she's found it so difficult to, to be in church now this is somebody who used to lead worship would be the one that would be leading the throne into the throne room of God and for whatever reason God has her heart in a place of winter and she's kept in accountability with me because I've been able to just sit there and be with her as that friend, not trying to say, hurry up, come on, come on, get you back on the worship. Yep, yep. I've just been with her through it. And sometimes that's all you can do with people, is just be with them through it. And because she's found the, the, the ways that God has supernaturally gifted her seems to have almost shut down because she's in this character season, what she started to do is do things just to be around the church, like helping the creche, <clears throat> help with the tea and coffee, because she knows she needs to be part of the body. Because sometimes in a winter season what we can do is it's so painful we can disconnect, we can isolate off. Actually, she said some wisdom and thought, that's not good for me. God's doing something really deep in my life, but actually I'm going to be physically present and I'm going to connect in the ways that I can connect. And I met with her recently and all I've been praying the whole time is, Lord, I bless what you're doing in her life, I bless what you're doing in her life. And as she brings things that she's had as revelation from God about why he's doing it, I've been working that through with her and I met with her recently and she said Pam I think I'm beginning to transition out of this I said praise God but it's very very gentle bit by bit and she was a person that had been in a summer season in a 
on fire, go, 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 forever, type person. And it was like God just said, no, just come into this little lay-by. Still loved by God. Still beautiful in his sight. Maybe not fully functioning in what we think she should be doing. But God doing something in the secret place. Okay? Beauty. Now, I bring that story up because that person has been accountable with me. She hasn't been able to talk about it with everybody, but she sought me out and I kind of felt I need to make time for this person. This is not a person that I would be, you know, hugely friendly with or anything like that, but I just, God leads her in my heart. And what we need to watch in a winter season is that we get stuck. Do you remember in Narnia? Always winter, never spring. Never Christmas, even. And sometimes in a winter, you can almost feel, this is my lot in life. And I want to tell you that that's a bit of a victim mindset. God doesn't leave us in the same season perpetually. He doesn't even do it in the natural, does he? He changes things every three or four months. God likes variety. So we just need to watch sometimes our tendency can be, oh, this is where I am and this is where I've been. And I want to encourage you, if you're in that place today, find somebody that you trust. Get into an accountability conversation and relationship with someone and don't get stuck in that same season, okay? Don't get stuck. And there may be some things that you need to do to connect back with people if you've been isolated off because the enemy loves it when he does that to us moving out of winter into spring and the spring is a wonderful season where we begin to transition and uh, we know that there are scriptures that say behold I do a new thing they spring up do you not perceive it and that's that scripture that we read from Song of Songs was a call, arise my darling, my love, come out of the winter. The spring has come. And it's a trying of new things. There's definite evident growth, isn't there? There's new life. There's renewal in our body, in our soul, in our spirit. And there's hope. Again, there's beauty in the spring. The little buds, the little signs and the seeds of hope. The rain still needs to be there though. The rain of his presence, the rain of his Holy Spirit needs to come upon us. There's a time to sow in the spring. And there's also that time of his wonderful resurrection power. It's like something that has been... If you think about a seed, a seed goes into the ground. It's planted. Hidden. It's growing, it's growing. The rain of his presence waters it. And then it begins to grow and bud and come out. New things. New things. New life. What I'd like you to do just now is just turn to the person beside you. Or someone you've come with today if they're not sitting beside you. Find somebody you're comfortable sharing with. And actually before we do that let's just take a moment with God just to locate where we are today might be you could be bits of all of them might be you're kind of between but where are you today 
Lord, I just pray that you'd show us where we're at. Father, just help us to get past I'm fine. Help us to understand what you're doing in our lives. That it's for our good, it's for our growth, it's for our development. Ask, Lord Jesus, that anything within us that would resist, just even being aware of that, that you would come right now and just dissolve it. Thank you, Lord. Okay, and I know God's already speaking to quite a few of you, but sometimes it actually does help when we talk to another person. Um, I find I'm a verbal processor. I find that when I talk to someone, it actually helps me understand what God's doing sometimes with me. So just share with the person beside you. Again, holding that person. Be kind, be gentle, be gracious. What season you're in and why you think you're in that season. Okay? All right? Okay, I'm going to ask just a couple of people who feel comfortable to do this to, to just share. Maybe this morning you've just realised something afresh, it's given you some insight. So, particularly if there's, if there's somebody that's going, oh, that's exactly. It's quite, it's really just quite helpful for us all. We're all in the same boat, ladies. <laughs> Could I say, Pam? Yes, Nancy. Uh, the what thing now? Fine, fine, I'm fine. You're fine. Yes, I'm fine. I'm fine, Nancy. <laughs> I'm fine. Yes. Well, I'm sad to say that I said to a certain lady yesterday when she said, how are you? And I said, I'm fine. <laughs> and you well, went, really? Well, I'm not really fine, but I'm finer than I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I'm just explaining, these two ladies were... Uh, neighbours of mine many years ago so obviously they knew my husband and they know the, the situation but all I'm saying to them is that coming to the church turning back to the Lord has been absolutely fantastic it saved my life um, I wanted to die hmm. but here I am amazing Nancy so you're in a what, would you, what, what season are you in? Oh, I'm in every season <laughs> But it sounds to me like it's a spring. There's a lot of hope in what you've just communicated, a lot of new life. Yeah, fantastic. I think there's a responsibility for us though when we ask someone how are you, not to be looking past them to see who's coming next, to actually spend time with the person, mm -hmm. whether they say they're fine or whether they give you a life story. Mm -hmm. I think we're all too easy to say, how are you? Oh, that's good, move on. Mm -hmm. I think there's a big responsibility there. So it's a slowing yes. down and being with the person mm -hmm. in the moment. And making them feel You've heard them. okay to share. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you're feeling down, you'll not want to be like that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're feeling down yourself and somebody says, you I'm fine, you'll accept you that way because you can't actually give them anything from yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh well, I know a lady sitting quite close to me who does. She looks past the I'm fine, uh -huh. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and she, she digs a bit deeper. Is. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, we might not get it right all the time. So if we if we, if we come to somebody that's in a really deep dark winter, you know, sometimes they'll avoid eye contact. No, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. And sometimes it might not even be the moment. 
but it might be that phoning them up or the next time you see, you might not even be the person. Okay, sometimes I know I'm part of a church of 500 and I can look out and I go, mm, they're not in a great place today. Or I, I'm maybe not always the person. Because mm-hmm. the other tendency I have is I need to fix everybody. <laughs> Any other women like that <laughs> in the room? Okay, and I think when you're in leadership, you can kind of scan the room and go, I mean, I'm not here today to fix any of you. God's speaking to you, and it's him that you need to connect with, not me. So sometimes you just need to let yourself off the hook, that you're not the person to go to, okay? To that other one that's struggling. Anybody else? Who was in a summer? We just said that earlier. Is anybody in a summer right now? No, not many folk in this room. Okay, what about a spring? No? A, a wee bit of a spring, yeah? If you put me in spring a minute. I, do, I think you're in spring, Nancy. <laughs> what does that look like in your life right now? Can I just ask you to share that? Yeah. Don't be shy. <laughs> just emotional. <laughs> I suppose... Probably as a family, we've been in a winter, but now there's things happening um, where you can see, you know, there's a bit of hope, there's a bit of, there's a bit of light, and even like in my own spiritual life, it's funny in the winter seasons, God still uses you, you know, very much. So, um, and it's obviously through Him, you know, but in this in spring, I mean, just in our own personal life like my son there's things happening with him now and you know for a while you keep praying and praying and then it's like you're saying oh this is this has just happened this is just like you know sort of come out of the blue um, he started um, drumming with the uh, Royal Foundlings and that's just happened over the last few days so like it's all happened really quickly and um, my a younger sister she'd been really ill last year but she's a lot better now and um, you know, there's just there's just different things happening, and God um, uses us in different different times. You know, so it's fantastic. But it sounds to me as if you were waiting for quite a long time uh-huh. to see some of that happen. Yeah, and I think the thing that was key for me was being submissive to God in that situation. You know, like just realizing that what's happened to me, that's in God's plan, he's allowing that to happen and it's for a purpose and I might not know that purpose at that time but you know Yeah, totally Ladies, can I just ask you to put your books and stuff down just before we go for coffee I just want to pray, let's put our books down and let's just pray Yeah Father, I just thank you for these precious ladies that are here today. I just thank you, God, that we're all able to identify with these various seasons, but it seems for many of them today that they're in an autumn or a winter. And I just want to ask God, just at this point, just before we move into coffee, that you would begin to plant seeds of hope in their hearts and in their minds. Thank you, Father, that even when we don't see answers to prayer, when we don't see those breakthroughs that we need and so want in our lives, you are at work under the surface. 
I thank you, God, that all things in our life work together for our good in Christ Jesus. And I want to ask today, God, that you begin to shift us. Shift us, God, out of that mindset that we get so stuck in that I'm going to always be in winter. And help us to fully appreciate, Lord, in your presence right now, the good things you're depositing into our lives. And just come, Spirit of God, and minister into pain. Just come. Holy Spirit, just come and touch the painful places. I just ask God that you would release faith to believe that you are that loving Father who does not leave us in that season forever. And I pray for those suddenlies of God to come to these women and to their situations and their families, God. I pray that the things that they've been waiting on the signs of your kingdom, the signs of your life, the steps that they need to take, God, that you would give them those suddenlies now. You begin to release them. On earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, God. I just get the sense as well that some of you are very tired and I ask Lord that you would come today and you would renew strength. Father that you would you would cause us to rise up on wings like eagles that we would walk and not be faint. Father where we have grown tired and weary I pray you would renew strength in the physical and in the spiritual and in the emotional thank you Lord thank you God come and strengthen and Lord I pray today where maybe we've begun to, to doubt and, and move into unbelief that you can work that you can move us that you can speak to this situation whatever it is and for some of you I just see clearly it's like there's a, a kind of a thing going on in your mind and it's a situation you just can't get past it you can't you can't get over it I just want to declare over you that God's going to take you around it he's going to take you around it thank you God and I actually ask God that you would come to people where they're tormented in their mind and that you would give them your peace Father just come let your holy presence your stillness drop those little drops of stillness of your presence into us today where there's lots of voices where there's lots of thoughts just come and help us to know that you are God, that we will be still and know that you're God. Amen. Can we just spend a wee minute and let Cathy tell folk about new beginnings? Would that be all right? Of course. And I where that's come from. Oh, that's fine. That was my fault. <laughs> Cathy, you come and tell us.
uh, about this great vision that you and Bill had. Cathy might not uh, tell you this, but Bill has worked in Moody's Burn. He was the pharmacist in the local chemist for 40 odd years, and he's always had a love and a desire to help people who were quite needy uh, who came into the pharmacy. And I think that's really how the work started in a sense. And then Bill and Cathy uh, started a ministry in their home. Um, and it's because of Bill's faithfulness mm. and Cathy's faithfulness to this area uh, that the ministry began. And then Nicola and Graham, who I'll just point to, um, are the other couple. So there were four together that had this vision for this work, Cathy. Mm. Well, as, um, as Sheila has uh, told you, uh, Bill worked in Moody's Burn for nearly 50 years and wow. he had the pharmacy just a few doors up there. Uh, in, 90, in 2004, he started to bring young people with addiction problems to our church in Kirkintilla. Uh, Graham and Nicola took an interest in these young people too. And on a Sunday after church, they would come for lunch and then Green and Nicola would do a Bible study with them. After a time, it became difficult to transport them back and forward eh, to Kirkintilloch. It's not the easiest place to get to, eh, even though it's only a few miles away. So we believed then that God was leading us to find a place in Moodysburn. The vision was to have a coffee house here a safe place for people to meet. Finding premises proved difficult, so in May 2006, we started to meet as a church in the community centre eh, just down the road. This, built next to, this whole building here had been empty for a number of years once the co-op built their new premises. But then in 2006, eh, a to-rent sign went up on it and we applied for one of the units, but it turned out that the other side was given to a pub and this side was given to a bookies. However, the pub didn't get planning permission. A lot of the residents objected Praise to another Lord. pub in the area. <laughs> so eventually in 2008, November 2008, we were given a, that half, which is now the coffee house. We opened in, uh, and initially uh, we rented it and then just as we were ready to open, the co-op decided to sell it. So after a lot of negotiations and wrangling with them and a lot of prayer, <laughs> we eventually were able to purchase that side of the building. On our first anniversary in April uh, 2009, uh, we, the day we had our celebration for our anniversary, we heard that the bookie who had been in here for 18 months, and if you've never been in a bookie's before, this is what it looks like. It <laughs> <laughs> changed much. <laughs> um, so we approached, uh, they weren't doing very well, which we praise God for. <laughs> Come on. Um, after, uh, so we were able to buy this from them. They were very happy to sell it to us. And after just a month, this building belonged to us. So uh, we started to uh, use it as our church then. So now this whole building is used in Moody's Burn for the glory of God. <laughs> this work from day one has been built on prayer. Without prayer, we wouldn't be here today. We have 
relying totally on God and New Beginnings is a praying church. The coffee house is staffed entirely by volunteers from local churches and the community and we have about 20 volunteers. It is well used by the, the coffee house. It's not simply about coffee, it's about befriending people, praying with them and showing them the love of God. Hmm. And we have seen, we can point to so many people who come in who are lonely and want to just have someone talk to them. As Pam was saying, it's spending time with hmm. people. People can be prayed for and friendships have been made. And that is <clears throat> what we seek to do here in Moody's Burn. A vision statement was written even before uh, we came here. And it says that the vision statement of this ministry is to bring hope to hurting and lonely people. Moody's Burn is a community that struggles with a lot of loneliness, addiction, and a sense of hopelessness amongst many. Our goal is to provide a safe place where hurting and lonely people can find a loving atmosphere where they can be touched and transformed by God's love. And that is all we want to do here in Moody's Burn. Nothing more. It's not a business. It's about bringing glory to God and telling the people of Moody's Burn and showing them in a practical way that God loves them. Amen. So, um, I would like to do something that I've never done in my life before. Go, Cathy. <laughs> <laughs> and that is to speak about myself. Um, I just felt I had to say this this morning, uh, as Pam's been speaking to us. Uh, as Pam mentioned, we went to a seminar in April in Kirky Baptist Church, and some of us went into the, the workshop that Pam had, and she was speaking about this, uh, the seasons of our life. And I was sitting beside Nancy, and she did what she did this morning and asked us to <laughs> see where we were and I just sat and cried my eyes out and I told Nancy that I was in winter and you know I think you'll have gathered already that Pam is very perceptive and I was sure that day she knew exactly where I was and I was only in her company for maybe half an hour and yet when I met her this morning she remembered my name so that says a lot about her, doesn't it? And just how she perceives people. But you know that you could you might say, how how could you have gone through all that experience and God showing you mm. uh, so much of His power? It was His power. It was His doing, and yet you can say you're in, you're in winter. And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I know I was tired, I was busy. When uh, you're in your late 60s and you start to work, when you've never worked all your life, it's hard going. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, and doing, doing a job you're not trained to do, you know, in a kitchen, which you've only done in your own home. And I, I, did, I do it because I believe that's what God wants me to do. But we're still human and we're still physical and I just felt so unworthy and I just felt winter dryness, that's how I felt. 
And I felt like that all years, as Pam says, a few years. And then last Sunday, um, hmm. Alec Russell, uh, who we love dearly in this church and is such a godly man, was speaking from his ear about the dryness in our lives. And I sat there in the front and I thought Alec was just speaking to me. And at the end, I went to Alec. And I've never done it before either, gone and had someone to pray with me in a church con, you know, after a service. And Alec prayed with me. And you know, this week, I think there's a wee shoot coming through. You know when you, you, know when you get into the garden after winter, I always like to look for the wee snowdrop leaves or the daffodil leaves. Well, there's a wee leaf coming up this week. And I praise God for that. And I just thank, but that goes back to that day. And Nancy remembered it as well. The two of us had a good bubble. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Kathy. Father, we just thank you so much that you love Moody's Burn. And I just want to tell you this morning as I drove in, I actually felt that. I felt as a park that God loved Moody's Burn. And Father, I just want to speak prosperity over this area in the name of Jesus. I speak prosperity over every family. Lord, I pray that you would prosper them in their souls. You'd prosper them in their bodies and in their spirits. I pray that many people would come to know you. Many families, God, would be touched by your love. And I just thank you so much for the vision that Kathy and her husband have and Sheila here and Graham and Nicola and other folks that are part of New Beginnings in the Coffee House. And I just ask God that you would pour into these women and men that you're raising up incredible favour and anointing. And Father, I thank you that you tell us in your word that where we sow in tears we will reap in joy. And I thank you that this church is a praying church. And I ask, Lord, that you would give to them the desires of their hearts. That they would see many come, Lord, through the coffee house, through anything that they run. Lord, that they would see people come to know you. And that they would see people, God, just transformed by your love, by your power, by your goodness. And by your kindness, I thank you that this church is a kind place. And Father, I thank you that even if people are resistant to you, or they have questions about you, or they may be fed up with religion or the church at large, Lord, that it's your kindness that's going to bring them to repentance. There's going to be something about the people. There's going to be something about the ministry that's going to flow out of this place. And Father, I'm asking for just even favour with the other shops in this role here. Thank you for Kathy's husband, that he has a place here. There's an inheritance here, God, that he's sowed into, even in this uh, street. And I just ask, God, that within this whole community, that this church, this coffee house, this new beginnings place, Lord, would be a place of new beginnings for many in Moody'sburn. And Father, I thank you that I just feel the Lord saying that, you know, don't despise the dear small beginnings because there's many uh, bigger churches would look at you guys and say, you know, what have they done right? 
and what it is you've done right is you've prayed Mm -hmm. and you've sought the Lord so Father we're asking for blessing on this ministry that can only come from you thank you for what Cathy shared thank you God just bless her now in Jesus name Amen Amen. that's really exciting that was good to hear what we're going to do now is um, I've done quite a bit of talking and you've done quite a bit of listening and um, part of what I want to do today is give you some tools um, because I, I'm a great believer in equipping people. So we're going to do a little exercise if that's okay and I'm going to give these out. I'm going to get you um, just to consider that these images and these thoughts that we've been having in the first session about the seasons. And we're going to take Psalm 1 and we're going to begin to do a contemplative prayer exercise, okay? So to contemplate just means to to just take our time, to slow ourselves down, to still ourselves and to think what might God be saying to us. And what I've done is at the top I've put Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. And we're going to read that together. So let's read it. Let's just say it out loud to keep ourselves awake after all those scones and meringues. Okay. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. And what we're going to do is, I've put a few little steps here, they're numbered one to four. So we're just going to come to the Lord quietly and humbly. I'll lead us in a little prayer. And then you're going to take time personally just to read through that scripture again slowly. And to take it in fully and digest it. And by that I mean we're not rushing here. This is not like, like going to a McDonald's. You know, eat it as quickly as you can. So you might only... you might God just might have you blessed as the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked. It might just be one little phrase that you might have here. Okay? It might be the word delight. Where is my delight this morning? Okay? So that's what I mean by taking it in fully and digesting it. So if he stops you and just says, just linger there a wee while, tarry there a wee while, then just do that. And that's what I've put in point three. Do not move from it until you've sensed the heart of what you've read. And then take what you've read and sensed and begin to turn it into a prayer. Okay? So my prayer out of this psalm would be, Lord, I want to be one of those people that you bless I want to show me in my life if there's any way that I'm in step with the wicked is there any wickedness is there any in the other Psalms it says you know look in my heart God is there anything within my heart that's wrong examine me okay and this is just you and God it's not I'm not going to ask you to share this is just between you and God allow God to come to that place within your heart and then I'd be asking God to, to, to help me be one who delights in his law, who meditates on his word. And I want to be like that tree that's planted by streams of living water. I want to yield my fruit in season. 
Okay, so we're going to do this. Now, I put a wee explanation that this kind of reading of scripture, it might seem a bit, you know, there's no questions at the end, but I'm not going to say to you, who does God say is blessed? You know, it's not like a navigator's Bible study or anything like that, okay? It's, I'm not, there's no right answers here. So it says there, the kind of teach this reading of scripture is not for purpose of study, it's for the purpose of experiencing and hearing God. Press into the depths of the word you read until revelation, like a sweet aroma, breaks upon you. And then when you turn it to a prayer, you're seeking to find the Lord in what you're reading, in the very words themselves. Take everything in the passage that unveils the Lord to you. Okay? Now, the Lord, some of you are sitting there and you're going, I don't know if I can do this. And you think that you can't sense God or you can't hear him. But you can. Okay? How many of you have had the experience you're walking along the street or you're in your car and somebody comes into your mind? You have that experience? And you think, I must phone them. I haven't seen them for a while. Okay? That is the Holy Spirit. That is God dropping that person's. It's not just you. That's God coming alongside you and saying, hmm, that's a little thought. It feels random and sometimes we dismiss it. But I would say that's a good thought. Okay? Who's had one of them? Okay? Or you just suddenly find yourself doing something and you think, that was really good, I did that. It was really important, I did that. And I normally wouldn't do that. Who's had an experience like that? <laughs> okay? So we actually all experience these little nudges and promptings of the Holy Spirit all the time. Again, it's about being aware. Oh, it's Him. It's Him that's speaking. Okay? So, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to lead you into it. You can spread out if you want to take your chair to the side. Want to use one of these lovely ledges? That's fine too. Okay? But we're just going to take our time. We're going to just think about this and pray and work with God just in silence. Okay? So, Father, I just thank you so much that you've given us your word. And we can experience you in your word. Your word is loving and active. And we want to be people, we want to be women, God, who can read your word and hear you speak to us and I ask right now that you would come and you would speak to us Lord you would come and you would do amazing things that you would open up the treasures the hidden things in this scripture to us that we would see and we would know and Lord that we would communicate with you and Father I'm just asking that if we've never done anything like this before you would just take away any fears, any anxiety. There's no right answer, there's no wrong answer. Father, we just thank you that your word will speak and it does speak to our hearts. So we just ask that you'd come. Thank you, Lord. There's a little box just at the bottom and you can write down any notes or pictures or phrases. Use your pen to underline any words that are standing out to you. Okay, and I'm going to give you a few minutes to do that. Don't dismiss the thoughts or the pictures or the little things that God's given you and think, you know, too much cheese last night or it's just my imagination. Go with that thought, that little prompt to the Holy Spirit.
Okay, and again, I'm giving you this as a little prayer exercise. You can take any little portion of scripture and walk through those steps, asking God to speak to you, to come humbly before him. To slow down, digest it. Did anybody get anything there that sometimes this is not to big anybody up or to to make anybody feel more significant but it's just actually to encourage us in our faith and sometimes when we we hear something from God as well as it being for ourselves it can be for other people so would anyone like to share anything that they yeah do you like to share mm-hmm. yeah um, thank you this verse too which says but whose delights is in the law of the Lord yeah and the Lord says that Though we delight in his word, he delights in us, that we are, her, we are his children. Mm-hmm. And in the seasons, his, the fruit are his fruit for his children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And j- just think about, those of you that are parents, just think about delighting in your children. Mm-hmm. Pure delight. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Brilliant. Anybody else? Did anybody get a picture of anything that they thought of? I'm making that up. I, I had um, I gave my life back to God on Mother's Day this year. Wow. And God has been working amazing. But I had a season where I took myself, kind of sh- shut myself off from family and friends a lot and let God really deal with me quite harshly. But in seeking him through prayer and through um, going to a completely new church and they really helped to build me up and see things differently. The, the thing I kept hearing every day is seeking God was getting my word. And I wrote that down. Um, I was reading, Blessed is the one who delights in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law um, day and night. Mm-hmm. And that came to me as words, getting my word. Getting my word. Because, words. yes, we get to know God through prayer. But God is found in Scripture, mm-hmm. and they both have to go together. Um, and I wrote to have passion and desire to know God fully through His Word and through prayer, not only meditating on His Word, but on God throughout each day and night, to seek to live holy and fully for Him by making your whole life a prayer dedication to Him. And the then it promises that that person yields their fruit in season and whatever they do prospers um, and it, I wrote bearing fruit is the evidence that God is working in and through us mm-hmm. that. mm-hmm. that's fantastic, thank you so much so a, a theme that God's been, has been doing in this lady's life all year, bringing her back to him saying the importance of my word my word and prayer together, seems to be highlighting for us in this session Cathy's saying about you know, a praying church, praying, and God's word alongside it. One more before we move on. Yes, is Eileen? Choices. We make choices. Okay. Make a choice to walk, or to stand, or to sit. Mhm. We make a choice to delight in the Lord. Mhm. 
Absolutely. So, so God was speaking to you through choices. Did anyone else have a picture or a, a sense they thought was for everyone? No? Maybe you've never shared something like that before? I just want to encourage you in the safety. Did you, Sheila? I've just had a real sense this morning that the Lord allows us to be in any season and no season is wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then reading these scriptures... Um, just now, you know, that, that wherever we are planted, we're planted near streams of water. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter what the season is, every season is valuable. Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. great. And I mean, I hope that we all get that today because, you know, if we are in a winter, in that winter, so many of us can feel we're in a perpetual winter. Winter, 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 never spring. But God is doing something. Many of you have testified, and I know you've probably shared over coffee and things today. And it's inc- that's why we're getting folks to share. I know it's difficult sometimes, and folks don't like to, to speak out in a bigger group, but it's actually to get to see that we're all in this together. And actually, the things we go through with God are quite common <laughs> to all of us. And it's instead of being isolated, we can feel very isolated. I felt isolated when I'm going through with something with God and I don't really get it. And then I saw it and they say, I totally get where you're at. And you immediately feel better, don't you? Well, I do anyway. <laughs> okay. Can I just say, I think one of the things that God has been saying, and it's just when you've made reference again to the planted by streams of water. That was sure. We can live without food, but we can't live without water. Fantastic. It's the living part of the water being uh-huh. planted. And that's, I think, Thank important. you. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's great. You see, this is why we need each other. Because there are things that God... You see, as I was looking out at you as you were doing that exercise, I was praying, Holy Spirit, just... You know, he can do broadband. He can do lots of things with lots of different people. And it's good to hear back. So there'll be things he's just whispered to you that are so personal and secret to you, but there are things for one another. Sometimes we just need to offer that and share it with one another. Can I just say a wee quick Of course. I was watching, as always, do gardeners were all the the gardens. Mm-hmm. And there was this garden that had been uh, overlooked for a long, long time. And I felt like a vision there that even in old age, these trees were wonderful. We're still producing all kinds of apples. Amazing. Red ones. Evergreens. And I felt the same thing. Sometimes when you get older, you've been walking with the Lord for a long time, you think, oh, has he got a purpose for me for, me. for us? And I just felt mm-hmm. that was an example. These trees have been neglected, but we're still producing. And sometimes when people get older, I don't mean they're pushed aside, but maybe they're not as relevant as when they're younger. Mm-hmm. But there is a place for us, and there is fruitfulness as well. Absolutely. It was an absolute wonder to see these apples. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're all getting older, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know, I mean, you know how sometimes you feel a bit... No, no that's right. A Absol- for a long yes, time. that's exactly... Maybe my job's over, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But I think... God has got something for us all. Absolutely. And those trees come into a vine. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. Can I share? Yes, of course. See, that's what's happening now. So all these dams are going off, you know. Springs of living water. Just about two or three weeks ago, um, there was about half a dozen of us from the church. We went, we went to Dunkel and we went walking. Did you stay in the Hilton? 
No, we didn't. No. We only went out for the day. I like but it probably would have been in the Hilton if we were staying overnight. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what happened, um, while we were out walking, um, there was the... <clears throat> there was the... Waterfalls. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And I had a really very bad year last year. And everyone that came on that walk, you know, they were they were very, very strong for me. And when I was watching this waterfall, I was actually quite upset. I, I don't think I said to anybody, but what I felt was I had been in other churches for years and but I just felt the, the sense of them, they were like all these big trees and there was these bee shoots coming up and the love that I felt for it and when I go out walking, I mean it's just nature it speaks best, to you of God uh-huh. you know, and I felt that day just how much the Lord had really really blessed me and it was, it was just wonderful, you know, and when I see waterfalls on telly and I, I go back to that again and how how strong they were so strong for me mm-hmm. for a year they were so strong mm-hmm. and I've just been so blessed with it I just feel they're just like I was this wee like fern and these were these trees all around me Mm-hmm. If you understand, yes, I don't know how. I no, it's a wonderful it. picture, but the waterfall to me also speaks of the, the, the they were constant. Yeah, there was no, this, you know, it didn't dribble. Cost. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were the Lord had them all around me. Yeah, you know, amazing. It was wonderful. And that may be. I mean, that's a, a really great picture. And you, you've just spoken about trees. The way that you're. That's just kind of where we're going now. In the last ten minutes is. We, how you connect with God so if it's out in nature if it's through gardening if it's through art if it's through uh, clothes if it's through books expect God to speak to you in that way okay? so that's an image of a waterfall and just be in God's presence and saying what are you saying to me through this what are you saying to me through scripture well, there's lots of scriptures, you could do a whole study in waterfalls and scripture, so just put it into Google and go for it, same with trees after today I hope you're all doing, you know, put in the word trees into Bible Gateway and all these scriptures will come up and seasons and everything else God spoke to me a few years back a lot um, through, it kind of changes in my life as well depending on the season I'm in, poppies I don't know if a lot of you noticed a few years back um, God well I think this was God like all of the interiors and stuff that you'd have in your house it was all poppies poppy placemats, poppy cushions <laughs> it was everywhere, it was in Next it was in B&Q, it was in you know from the poshest interiors place to the cheapest you know pound shop and uh, I quite like poppies but then I was kind of like well God what are you saying to me about this ok there's somebody else that likes poppies oh you like in a pound shop <laughs> So I started to ask God, you know, well, poppies aren't in your word, do you know? But what, what are you saying to me through it? And God uses the things of contemporary culture to speak to us. And um, what he started to speak to me about actually was um, about tall poppies. And that's actually a, a phenomenon in, um, in the world and in certain countries. There's something called the tall poppy syndrome. So when, basically, 
it describes somebody who is beginning to rise up and when somebody begins to rise up if there's a tall poppy syndrome in that place of work or in that family or in that culture they're quickly cut down you're getting too big for your boots and uh, I started to kind of do a wee study in that and uh, then God started to show me actually there's a lot of that in the church and there's a lot of that in workplaces when somebody begins to flourish and to grow and find out their identity in Christ then they're cut down and he then showed me very clearly that he wanted Scotland to be full of fields of tall poppies fields of them not just one or two or you know and one or two people in each church to be kind of you know the ones that are really going for it with God he wanted fields full of tall poppies and he showed me all these pictures of fields and then I was in Iwi on holiday and I was in the news agents buying my Glasgow Herald and my Hello magazine and you know how sometimes you get um, like wrapping paper that's in these kind of wee shops that are, it's quite different from maybe what you'd get in a newsagent's in Moody'sburn or in Canvas Line and there was this wrapping paper and it was a field of tall poppies and I thought I'm going to get that and I got, I got about three of them and in my office at um, work I've got them up in a big Ikea frame but just to remind me not to cut people down and that God's heart actually is that we all grow up so whatever he uses in your life, let him speak to you through it, whether it's trees, poppies, waterfalls, but be open to your senses being touched, okay? And some of you are finding that very difficult because you're maybe not as right-brained, but just go for it. If, if there's something that God speaks to you, is it through music? Okay? Is it, um, well, shout out some of the ways that God speaks to you, apart from speaking through his word. Last year, Pam, God spoke to quite a few of us just about this time of year. I've just been reminded of it uh-huh. this last couple of weeks, seeing all the geese flying over uh-huh. there. Oh, yeah, and God right. spoke to quite a few of us through that mm-hmm. and how the, the formation they fly in and how the stronger ones will keep going back. And do you know the honk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. They hope to encourage. Yeah, mm-hmm. and how they go back and help the you know encourage right. the weaker ones on. Uh huh. Brilliant, Kathy. That's an example. Anybody else got something like that? See, God's speaking to us all the time. Sometimes we're just not listening. And the eagles do that. The eagles, uh-huh. the babies. You know, they come down and they get them going up with the flying mm-hmm. two bald eagles down with their wings and so the, the wingspan in the ear yeah. helps to bring the Absolutely. Father I just pray that you would speak to us in the everyday ordinary things <clears throat> Lord I pray that you'd speak to us through people, through creation through your word but Father I thank you you're speaking all the time And I just pray for every single person here that you would make us receptive and open to hearing your voice. And Father, we take authority over anything in the name of Jesus that we say that we can't hear you, that we can't see you at work. And Lord, we know that anything that we do see has to line up with your word and scripture. But Father, we just thank you that you speak through so many things and in so many ways. And we just give you thanks for that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. I just want to finish this morning because I want to, uh, to be able to pray for people just by reading one scripture, okay? And it's from Luke um, 5. And I, I did read this scripture at Kirky. But essentially what we've been talking about today is understanding the seasons we're in. Recognising, as Sheila said, that whatever season we're in, it's okay. It's the season that God's got us in. He's growing us. There's beauty. We don't need to give up. We do need one another. And I want to encourage you, if you've identified today that you're a person that tends to isolate off, find somebody and connect with them. But in Luke um, chapter 5, it's just a busy day in the life of Jesus. And I just want to pull out something here. Um about Jesus and about his lifestyle Luke 5 verse 15 the news about him spread all the more and that was because he was healing people he was touching people he was speaking so that crowds of people came to hear him to be healed of their sicknesses verse 16 but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed and that's kind of my final thought for you today. I just want you to be aware that if Jesus needed to withdraw, if Jesus needed to be on his own just with him and the Father, how much more do we? So in the midst of all the busyness and the activity, even as we, you probably all got a plan of what you're doing next this afternoon, after we maybe have tea or lunch or whatever, take those moments in your day, snatch them, plan them, even if they're just moments to say, I'm choosing in this moment to withdraw and to be still and to know you're God and that I'm yours. Okay, so if Jesus had to do it, you have to do it too. I have to do it. And it's that way of connecting with him. And it, it may be sitting, using a study guide or getting into the word or using a book, but it, you can actually do that connection with God as you go about your everyday business and that's really what we all need to do because most of us don't have the opportunity to sit all day every day with our Bibles, do we? We've all got places of work, we've got families to look after, <laughs> we've got things to do but it's about practising his presence being with us the whole time. So right now, I mean we can just, if you just zone me out a wee bit, just connect in with him right now. Just, I'm going to be aware of you, God. Of your love for me. Of your goodness. Of your kindness. And I want to be a person increasingly who just stops. At different points throughout my day. And connects with you. Now you might be really quite a disciplined person you can do that at different points in your day. I know that if I'm coming in from um, being out all day and I'm having my tea and then I've got to get out to something else at night, I, I deliberately stop and I just say to my husband I need five minutes and I just go into another room 
because you can't keep going, you can't keep running on empty, you've got to, and that literally that's all, it's just about waiting and saying, God, would you give me everything I need, would you fill me full of your Holy Spirit, would you keep me planted and rooted by those streams of living water for whatever lies ahead. And that's my prayer for you ladies. I have another note, um, which is a full teaching note, and it has got scriptures, and it's got another re-exercise at the back, so I will put that um, over here so you can take it. But time has gone, and um, I just want to move into lunch, but I also want to um, offer, if anybody would like prayer, they would like prayer just to, to linger behind and um, we'll have some prayer but I'm just going to uh, thank Sheila do you want to say something? No Father I just thank you that you've been with us today I pray for every single woman here God and every woman who was here before coffee break that you would continue to be with them in the rest of this day and the rest of this week and the rest of this season Father, help us to go on with you, trusting you, that you never let us go, that you're faithful and you're good. And I pray particularly for those, Lord, who are in a winter season right now, that you would let them go from this place today just knowing, God, that you are up to stuff (laughs) underneath the surface of their lives and you're depositing good things. Thank you, Father. Just bless us as we go in now, whether it's into lunch or into different things. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. If anyone would like prayer, I'm going to be available. I think we're going to move into to lunch next door. Oh. I'm not going to say anything, Pam, apart from God bless you and thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. That's lovely. They're gorgeous.